Sponsor Love with Brent and Jeff. Just listen to your heart. That's what I do. This is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, or if you're listening online after the fact, whatever time of day it is, the morning, the midnights, I don't know. But uh, we like to encourage people to listen online after the fact as well. So didn't want to exclude you by saying evening. But for most of you that are listening, it's the evening and we're excited. We're here and we are continuing on in our Ephesians series. Man, this is not good. I'm already derailing the show like five seconds in. This is crazy. I was thinking, I wonder how many Alter Life episodes we've actually kicked off with where we were actually just a minute of disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> unless you're in. Thanks for listening to the Alter Life where if you're in fine print. But if you're going by Greenwich time, <laughs> Greenwich mean time. <laughs> nah. um, disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> we are already up to chapter five in the book of Ephesians. Can tonight. you believe it? I can't believe it, man. I remember like when we were plotting this out and saying, oh, we're going to go through Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's like a lot of shows. And we're already nine shows in. That's pretty sweet. And um, we're off and running, man. I'm, I've been blessed. Hopefully you have been too. Those of you that have been tuning into these Ephesians episodes, which you can get on our website if you go back and listen. So uh, tonight, Ephesians chapter five, we're going to pick up where we had been before in our walk this way sub-series or series within a series before we had done walk this way in unity we had talked about the unity of the body of the christ and tonight we're going to be talking about walking in love from a cheap a cheesens <laughs> ephesians chapter five uh, <laughs> verses one and two primarily so uh keep it locked here we got lots of great music about love and walking in it yeah there's a lot of songs that were written about walking in you love just search and- love and bam oh. Pages like, of songs. Unfortunately, a lot of songs about the feeling of love. And uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the difference between living a life where you're always feeling love, which really isn't is impractical and impossible, and in some regards, also could be kind of meaningless <laughs> in some context, um, versus living a life that's a set love, love, which is sacrifice. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Crazy Love. Crazy Love, Hawk Nelson. And um, walk this way in love tonight. And uh, let's just get right into it. In the first two verses, we're going to be parked most of the night tonight. Um, you know, it's the part of it that, I know for me at least, has been just rocking me as I've been thinking about this. But Ephesians 5, 1, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So, smell this way is what we should have called this episode. (laughs) Smell this way in love. Um, The aroma of walking in love tonight. And uh, he kicks it off by just saying, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And it just makes me think of my kids and... um, their uncanny ability to copy everything that I do, um, good or bad, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want them to learn the things that are good and forget the things that aren't as good that I'm not as proud of. Um, but regardless, they imitate me. Yeah. And, um, you know, Paul's encouraging us to be imitators of himself. Yeah, I mean, I have a bad habit where I bite my nails. And, like, my son, when he was like 18 months old, he would just put his fingers in his mouth, not like a baby does, but like. He would just kind of like 
gnawing his fingers. I'm like, oh no, he sees me doing that. <laughs> it's crazy how they pick up those little nuances like that. And um, what's funny is that we're God's children, and it, it's, it takes a lot more for Him to rub off on us. I think, unfortunately. Uh, but tonight we're going to be talking about what it means to walk as Christ walked and to imitate God and His character. The only way we can do that, obviously, is to get in His Word and to get to know God's character, um, which is hard in and of itself, but the encouragement is there for us to be diligent in the word and to be rewarded for that. Um, because ultimately what that does is that it becomes the sacrifice on our end that is pleasing to the Lord, which is what we're talking about tonight. And, uh, as Brent said, tonight's episode, what's that smell? Uh, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> that should be the new title. Um, but you know, I was just thinking about being imitators and you said, uh, in the previous segment, you said it's sometimes harder for us to have God rub off, rub off on us. We yeah. tend to imitate the world. Yeah. And we tend to imitate what's around us. I think you tend to imitate those that you want to be like. You, Im- you tend to imitate those that you love. Yeah. Those that, um, you know, you hear, you know, you hear joking and it's because it's reality is that, you know, you start liking somebody and then you start like wearing the same things and you start having the same jokes. You start Im- imitating them to an extent. You don't even <laughs> realize it that you are half the time, but you love them until yeah. you want to be like them or you want to be in common with them. And um, Like, oh, you like Sarah McGlock- McLaughlin? What are the odds? And you're like hiding all your like POD CDs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Nora Jones. Her work right. is always just great. <laughs> just and because you want to be like them. Even if you don't like them, you give them another shot. Just yeah. to make sure. <laughs> just because you want to have fun yeah, that common that ground. That common ground. Yeah, that's nice. And then, you know, actually imitating... Um, you know, for children, I think they like they love their dads, they love their moms, they want to be like their parents, they love their parents, and they, you know, that's their example of how to be big, <laughs> and so they tend to be imitators of that. And it's interesting because in the context of the Lord, um, you tend to be like the people you want to be like, right? And um, you know, we can look at these cool people in society. You know, oh man, I want to have the millions, I want to have the bends, you know, I want to have the the rich, you know, I want to have the money, the flow, <laughs> the cash flow. You know, I want to have all that stuff. So I want to imitate the people that I see that have that. And there's books. People write books. You can be rich like me. Here's how how you do it, right? Um, here's how you imitate this this philosophy and this um, formula. But uh, Christ would have us imitate himself. And um, I think as we start pursuing him and we start falling in love with the Lord, we tend to want to be like him. And then we start praying. Hey, Lord, help me be like you. And then as we see Jesus and as we understand who he is, I think our hearts tend to want to be like him. And then we start changing, right? And we start being like him, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it's different than just the uh, the touchy-feely, uh, what Brenton had said earlier in the beginning of the show. It's not, it's not about the feelings. We're going to go beyond just the feelings tonight. We're going to be talking about how to live a life of love. And, you know, we sometimes paint Jesus as like a big bear hug, but... He knew how to speak truth into people's lives as well. And uh, we're walking this way or smelling this way in love <laughs> tonight. And uh, Ephesians chapter 5. And we've been talking about being imitators of God as dear children. And, um, you know, we are his kids. You know, we, we he's, he's saved us and he's grafted us into his family. And we're just kids at his table. And um, with our brother Jesus, you yeah. know, which is really cool in a very reverent way. Yeah. You know, our brother Jesus, who's alongside us, um, who died for us, you know, and 
it's interesting because as we as we move on and we talk about the next the next verse where he says walk in love as Christ also loved us you know that's the imitation that we're supposed to that's the person we're supposed to be imitating of how to and then Jesus came on this world when he came to to actually live out you know what we're supposed to be you know he wants us to be like him and he he demonstrated how to be a man and how to be in on this earth and how to do it right you know yeah. and um you know, so how do we imitate God as dear children? Well, we act like our brother. You know, we yeah. act like Jesus who, who was here and did that. Yeah, I just think it's uh, something that God has shown me today, actually, was that Jesus lived on the earth as a man. And sometimes we can rob him of that. Like, we're like, oh, well, he was God. Of course, he's going to do all the good stuff. But he came to earth as a man for us specifically, not just because he died and was the atoning sacrifice for our sins, which he was. But so that we could see what a godly man looks like as well. You know, he had the choice to make when he was tempted. He had the choice to follow God's will or to follow his own will. That's why he was always praying for the Lord's will to be done, regardless of what he might have felt at the time in his earthly frame. And that's an encouraging thing to remember as well, because he laid his life down. And that's what he calls us to do. You know, again, you know, take up your cross be a sacrifice. That's what it's talking about here. It's a sweet smelling aroma. God is pleased when we emulate his son. We're in Ephesians chapter five. We've been in an Ephesians series. This is our ninth episode. If you'd like to get caught up, you can check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Last week we were in chapter four and so on and so forth as we went back uh, all the way back to the first chapter when we started the series and we're going to keep going until we finish Ephesians. I like that we keep kind of going through these books it gives us a nice foundation to work through and and brent and i have really been enjoying this ephesians series hopefully you have been enjoying it as well and we're in ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 walk in love as christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to god for a sweet smelling aroma and that idea is just really cool you see that a lot in scripture about the sacrifice and the, and the aroma that comes it's it's there's something pleasing there to god you know it says in isaiah that it, it pleased the lord to bruise him and to make him i forget what it says in <laughs> the rest but and it was pleasing to god and we're like what god was pleased it's like yeah because in jesus dying and sacrificing his life man was brought back and there was the love of god has never been more demonstrated in that than in that very act of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. And that's why it's pleasing to him because it's like, I'm showing the love that is greater than any other kind of love. And he calls us to that kind of love. Yeah. I'm thinking about the verse. He says, there's no greater love than this than the the man who lays his life down for his friend. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, he won. Jesus was our friend and he came to die and lay down his life for us. And there's no greater love than that. Right. So as we talk about walking in love tonight and what does that look like? You know, we, we tend to read the word and we, we oh yeah, we understand Christ died. He's our sacrifice and, you know, he saved us from our sins and we get that. You know, we're Sunday good Sunday school Christians and we know that and that's true. But when you read a verse like this and you want to start asking, start asking the Lord, like, what does that really mean? What does that really look like in my life, you know, today? And, you know, I can't, Jeff and I don't know what's going on with you. We don't know where God has you. Um, but hopefully God's speaking to your heart about that tonight is what does that mean for you? And, we, and if you don't know, you start with, well, what, did, what does it even look like to love like this? What does it look like to love 
someone or to walk in love, you know? And you look at Jesus and how he laid his life down for us and the sacrifice that he made. There was no greater love than that. So have you done that recently? <laughs> laid your life down for someone else? I'm sure you haven't because you're still here listening to us. Um, and we'll keep talking about that as we continue. Music, truth, real, period. That was Take Over Me by Sanctus Real, something that we have to ask God to do for us as well. And that song hits it right on the head. Um, the verse I tried to remember off the top of my head and could not it was in Isaiah 54. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And I just think that's so cool. It says make his soul an offering for sin. That's what it's asking us to do. You know, it says Jesus loved us and gave himself an offering and a sacrifice to God. And it was a sweet-smelling aroma to God because it was for sin. It was to to redeem the people that had been separated from God by that very terrible thing that is sin. And um, we don't have to worry about that separation anymore because of the act of love that Jesus demonstrated. And what better thing can we do for others than to walk in that love and demonstrate that love to them? Not just in a, hey, everything's fine, you're you're cool, you know, I don't care that you're out doing whatever you feel like, I love you. That doesn't really benefit them, I don't think. That's not. That's kind of like an empty love, that's like a Hallmark mentality, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, hey, thinking of you, it's like, well, how about like, thinking of you and the fact that you're going to go to hell if you don't accept Jesus as your savior, I love you, that's why I'm telling you this, you know, there, there's, a, there's a difference. It's not just about the, the goosebumps and all that, there's something serious that goes along with loving someone. As Christ loved them. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right. This is our unbelievable segment, Jeff. And, you know, we've been talking about a little bit about smelling a certain way with the sacrifice. And I was just thinking about how, um, you know, the Israelites, when they would go to the temple, I'm sure they went, they would smell the sacrifice of the the animals being flame broiled (laughs) for their sins. But, um, you know, got me thinking about campfires and open fires and cooking steak on the fire and just, oh, (laughs) barbecued meat is good. Well, yeah, if you look at the, look at it in the Old Testament, like they would sacrifice the animal, all the dirt and the entrails and all that stuff. And then it would be like communion between God and man. They would, they would eat. The, the meat that they would be cooking, you know, um, it would be, I mean, that's a sweet meal, you know, and you look at Jesus and he's always eating, like he never yep. turns down a meal. It's awesome. I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with having an unbelievable segment about meat, personally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because it's like, it talks about like, I think when it, in the Passover stuff, it's like, it should be, you should not boil it in water or whatever. It should be cooked on the flame. Yeah. It talks about like the lamb or whatever. And you're just like, Yes. If you can say that God is a man after your own heart and that's not blasphemous, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, God, you've instilled this love of meat in me. It's of you. And I'm a man after your own heart. You know, <laughs> it's so good. Well, you know, and then, you know, barbecues. And then, you know, in the summers are great for barbecues. You know, it's just an excuse to get the grill out and throw some meat on the flame and and go. And uh, <laughs> just throw you just got to go. You just go. You yeah. just keep going. And then... Um, and then, like, I've just been recently, I've, in the last month, I've gone to um, Brazilian restaurants twice. Oh. 
man. And it's like all you can eat. You have like a red light, green light, and you just green light go, and you just <laughs> you just keep eating meat until like you start getting the sweats because you're just <laughs> now here come the meat sweats. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but you know, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, I'm when, you're, when you're there, it's so good. Um, my friends and I, we you know we go camping a lot, and uh, when we go camping, we always bring lots of meat. We don't ever bring salad. Uh, but we, who does no. that? But we always bring meat, and we're just like chomping on the meat, you know, just on the stick, little seasoning, salt, whatever, and you just like kind of as soon as it's like just cooked enough where it's still like medium rare, rare, you know, throw it in your mouth and uh, just keep eating. Yeah, check this out, man. It says it right here. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire. Yes. It's Bam. Life. It's my life. First. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all. But roasted in fire. It's like he says it again. And then it says, and whatever's left, you just burn it with the fire. But it's like, he has to say it twice because it's that good. Next up, we have speaking in tongues by the elf. Apologize to all you vegetarians out there. If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> They're passing out from us talking about like all the slaughtering meat. of animals. All this meat. Yeah. Night meat chat. Hey, I don't like stuff raw. Like I'm not one of those people that likes it like rare, 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 but I do like a little bit of pink in there. And there's nothing wrong with that. And just like sitting by a fire, you walk away and people know you were at the fire because yeah. you smell like campfire. Ties right into our mess our our topic tonight. Yeah, we're talking does. about smelling uh, a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord because we are walking in love and we are walking as an offering and as a sacrifice unto him. And, um, you know, loving, walking in love and loving, it, it looks like something, you know, it's not, it changes our behavior. There's something about our lifestyle that changes when we are walking in God's love, you know, walking, we can love a lot of things, you know, walking in the love of money looks like something right you know you you're you're just bent on getting the good job you're bent on getting the you know the million or whatever it is you know love of you know relationships looks like something you start going out with everyone and you start doing stuff you shouldn't (laughs) be doing right yeah um but love of christ the love of christ looks like something and it's not something that the world would think and look at and go that's successful yeah you know a lot of times it's humility it's brokenness it's sacrifice it's sacrificing your wants and desires that are fleshly right for the wants and desires that god wants to give you you know and it, and it looks something it looks completely different than what the world would, would look at your life and say that's that's you know that's really walking in love they would think walking in love means you just get along with everyone mm-hmm. you know there's a kumbaya effect going on where you know you just get along and that's where we have these coexist things and universal church and all this stuff where you know we're all going to go to the same place so let's just all love each other and get along right no not right and moving on you know brent was saying how walking in love looks like something it's not just like put your arm around everybody and sway back and forth to like an uplifting song in a coca-cola commercial or something like that you know or like we are the world (laughs) Get your lighter yeah. out and start swaying. It's not like that. Yeah. You know, it's it, 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 there's there's evidence of it. And whatever you are putting your heart, you know, what the Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart is. You know, like whatever you're setting your sights and affection on, it's evident in your life. If you love pleasure, it's going to be evident in your life by the downward spiral and your incapability of keeping a relationship intact or whatever. You know, or if you love 
intoxicants, then you're going to be getting drunk and it's going to like your body's going to deteriorate from shooting up or whatever. You know, those are the negative things. Uh, But when you put that love and that passion and affection into something good and pure like Christ, it's also going to be evident in a positive way in your life. And Paul, as he's talking to the Ephesian church, he starts to list a bunch of things like if we have our pursuits correct, if our passion for God is correct, then these things aren't even going to be able to be. He says, not a named among you, but it's basically like they're going to throw it at you and it's not going to stick because you're, you're going to be so in line with Christ. He says, you know, fornication, which is just rampant in our society. You don't even have to elaborate on that. We all know that, that is a sex outside of marriage. All uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, coarse jesting. We jest a lot on this show, but thankfully it's not coarse. Or, you know, we don't tell dirty jokes and stuff, so you don't have to worry. It's just good, clean fun here on The Altar Life, Um, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. You know, I know a lot of times what's coming out of my mouth isn't thankfulness or, you know, giving thanks to God. I'm complaining about this or that, but there are things that I can be thankful for. It says, for this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. Or the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. You know, the the danger of just being like all about love is we accept things and we are just okay with people's behavior when it's not the way it should be, especially Christians. You know, if they're partaking in these things, I think that's what Paul's talking about. Because later on he says, I'm not telling you to like isolate yourself from the world. You know, and the unbelievers, because you'd have to leave the world if that was the case. We're talking about participating in these kinds of things along with other believers, which is not love. And we all love something, but, um, you know, Jeff was talking about all those things that, you know, from a, someone who walks in love, you're not going to find your, yourself doing those things. And it's interesting because in Second Corinthians chapter 2, you know, Paul's talking about this smell. We've been talking about the smell, the fragrance of Christ. And he says, the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those, there's there's a fragrance. And whether you're saved or you're among those who are perishing, there is a fragrance. And to the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death for those who are perishing. And to the other, the aroma of life leading to life, right? And who is sufficient for these things? You know, contrary to the culture you know walking in love means everybody's getting along well jesus paul's saying here that the aroma of one who is has producing the fragrance of christ is death to some people (laughs) death is not good i mean death is not we're all getting along death is you know death (laughs) that's a bad thing right um and some of the aromas it's life it's like oh that's life you know and it's interesting because you know there definitely, when you when you are living a life of love, and it's truly grounded in the Word of God, it's truly grounded in who Christ is, and it's and it's re- reflective of Christ and the work that He's done in your heart. When those things are true, it looks like something, as I said, and that thing um, can either turn people's hearts toward Christ, or it annoys people so much <laughs> that they're running away from you because they sense that and they know what that is. And they run away. You know, the demons know who Christ is. And they know exactly when he shows up. They get bothered by it. It's kind of like, um, you know, it, it's it's very obvious to them when they when someone who knows Christ shows up. And um, 
to them, it's like, oh, get me out of here, right? <laughs> and to those who love Christ, it's like, oh, more, more of that good thing that I know, you know, that, that sweetness of Jesus, the kindness of the Lord. And um, it's just cool. So live your life <laughs> walking in love. And he was talking about in verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And as Brent was talking about, you know, in 2 Corinthians, um, to some people, if we're living a life that is just marked with the fragrance of Christ, and we see this with our, you know, with Tim Tebow and the, the famous Christians out there, some people, even if they're not Christians, they're like, it doesn't bother me. You know, like they, they understand this is like what he's all about. That's fine. Some people who aren't Christians look at him or look at people that are, you know, in a, a position like he is and say, well, hey, that's great. He, he believes in something. That's great. Um, but then there's other people that are like, ah, and it's like, you're like throwing acid in their eyes, <laughs> the way they react to it. They're so hostile. Yeah. And the love of Christ is not, as we've said, it's not like, Hey man, let's just like hang out and like, you know, like wear like, what do you call them? Um, what are those sandals that everybody wears? I forget. Birkenstocks. Yeah. Birkenstocks and like sit around and just like sip coffee and like be happy. And you do your thing. I do my thing. No, it's. The love of Christ is polarizing. You know, yeah. it's either you're you're either for God or you're not. And you know, thinking about how it says that we're dear children of God, and, and Brandon used the great analogy of our own kids. You know, if I give my son a set of rules to keep him from falling down the steps or to burning his hand on the oven, does that mean I don't love him? And we think like God does he spoil all my fun? I don't get to coarse jest. I don't get to <laughs> talk foolishly or fornicate. Like God is so mean. It's like no, that's God's love for you. Is saying don't do this. And we as Christians need to follow that love with other Christians as well. If you'll let me love you by small town poets. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about what love looks like. And, you know, I was just thinking about so often when we love someone, we care a lot about what they think about us. You know, we love them, so we want them to like us. And we want them to to love us back, right? Yeah. We're looking for that. You know, but... Our lives should be marked with a love for Christ that's pointed to Him, that when He smells our life, it's a sweet smell to Him, you know? And that's what He's saying here in verse 2. He says, And offering any sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma, that the love that, we're, that, that, we're, that we have in our lives is one that's founded in Christ, and then God can smell our lives and go, He smells His Son. He smells the sacrifice of Christ. And he, it's a sweet smell to him. It's a good thing. It's this good smell. He's like, yeah, that's mine. That kid's mine. You know, that's one of mine. That's one of my imitators. Yeah. And that's one of the things that he smells is so good. And um, unfortunately, you know, it's not as necessarily mean that the person that's sitting next to us who we're trying to love thinks that we smell that great, mm. right? They might smell and go, man, you're so annoying. You're like, <laughs> you're like that holy roller guy or whatever. You know, you're like that. That annoying, like, oh, you're always happy guy, you know, yeah. like, people get annoyed by that. Um, and, I, and unfortunately, it's just Christ in us. Because, yeah. you know what? When Christ was on earth, some people loved him, and some people wanted him dead, yeah. you know? And, and that was the truth. Yeah, I think it's it's similar to, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are triggered by our senses, you know? If there's somebody that you... You know, you you ha they have a certain smell, and you like you're with them, and you hug them and stuff, and then you can smell them all the time. Like you know, when we pick up our kids from nursery, you're like, oh, I know who is holding my son the yeah, most because right. you like <laughs> smell their perfume or whatever it is, and sometimes it's really nice. You know, you, it's a nice scent, and uh, you know that's what it's like. People should have that when they come in contact. They're like, man, he's been with he's with the Lord. You know, and Spurgeon said 
you know, may I never see the face of a man until I've seen the face of God that day, you know? And that's that's a really cool idea to think about, like, especially, like, starting the, the day. Like, we shouldn't be in, interacting with other people if we haven't first interacted with God. And, and if we do that first, and that's the first thing that we place our mind to each day, then we're going to have the fragrance of Christ when we are interacting with others. We're all out of time for the night, but we're thankful for you being here with us, you know, talking about walking in love and what that means and walking as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And this is just a challenge for us tonight to look at our own lives and to ask, you know, what do we smell like? You know, I'm not talking about whether you took a shower or not. Yeah. <laughs> what do you smell like? Do you smell like Christ tonight? Is that when you walk into a room, do people know that you've been with Jesus or not? So it's just a good challenge. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. <laughs>